It's the 8 for 52 podcast. Hi, I'm Bonners. G'day, Bushy here. And this is episode 16 of the 8 for 52 podcast and the last one for 2023. As always, you can DM us on Insta or you can email us. What's the email, Bushy? Uh, it is podcast852 at iCloud.com. Yeah. Apparently no one's emailing us. Why not? Oh, we've had a couple, but we haven't actually been knocked over in emails. But the DM on Insta is very different. We've had a couple of reach outs this week, or all a few actually, and mostly around congratulating us for the... Uh, interview last week with Chris Carter and how informative it was, which is really nice. So thank you. Matt Jones was one who reached out. And also I got DM'd on Insta by Yaz Daswani, thanking us for the shout-out on the podcast last week. Apparently Jason Loy from the CHK Dragon sent the podcast to her. Oh, that's very lovely. That's very lovely. Well done, Loy. Well done, Yaz, for reaching out. Now, whilst we are a podcast focused on cricket in Hong Kong, of course, we go around the world, Bushy. We're global. Tell us about what's happening around the world. Well, I thought this week we'd focus at the moment Australia versus Pakistan test started today, the day we were recording on Thursday. It's just started in Australia and Botter's guess where our number one listeners in Australia are from. Port Lincoln. Where is that? It's in South Australia. Oh, they do tuna fishing. They do. They don't listen to the podcast, though. That oh. is incorrect. What about Perth? Correct. Everybody down at Optus Stadium watching the test. They're not watching. They're listening to the 8 for 52 podcast. We're going off in Perth, Western Australia. That's fantastic. Awesome. Give us a DM on Insta or humour me with an email. <laughs> podcast852 at iCloud.com. Well, this week we're going to have all last week's games covered in the outs and ins. The one-day Premier League, of course, with two big matches. You were up the hill, Bushy, for one of them, the KCC-HKCC match. Yep, big rivalry again after the two-day game. I covered that one live for Cricket Hong Kong, and we'll cover it here on the 8 for 52 podcast with the results. Yeah, we'll also have ins and outs, of course, with the one-day Premier League continuing. Another two big matches, but we've also got one Sunday Division 2 game, two Saturday Division 1 matches, which are big ones, and the four Saturday Division 2 games. We've got no Sky Plaza Road this week, as no one is travelling. No, that's not true. I'm travelling. Well, so am I, actually, but no one of real importance is travelling. The players aren't travelling as such, as far as their national commitments are concerned, but we don't go anywhere in an 8 for 52 podcast without having Bushy's birthday bonanza. Or stick around at the end of the show today, the Bushy's birthday bonanza. It's a laundry list because we're away for three weeks, so there's just a huge list of birthdays to get through. Oh, everyone's really looking forward to that, I'm sure. And we've got My Story coming up, of course, and the My Story this week is a really good one, actually. Sal Malvinkar, who's... uh, just from Birmingham, arrived in Hong Kong, playing up at HKC Bushy. It's a great interview. Yep, came down here to USRC where we're recording the podcast this week. Had a great chat. He All of a sudden, his name was just appearing every week in the podcast. And we went, who is this guy? We better get him on the show. So a very good My Story with Sahal coming up. Stick around for that one. This is the 8 for 52 podcast with Bodders and Bushy. Let's get on with the show. Giddy up. It's time for Outs and Ends. A full wrap of senior cricket games in Hong Kong from last weekend. Here's Botters. Here we are again. Wrap up of last week. Premier League one day is back underway. PACC Premier against LSW up at Mission Road. Early start as always up there. PACC winning the red hot favourites. They batted first. And LSW got away to a great start. They got Yassim out for a duck and then Zishan for just nine. And PACC were four for 54. And not long after that, they were 7 for 118, and LSW were right on top and with a win in sight. But Isan Nawaz, he dug in, and he was joined by Karna Dill, and a partnership of 92 by the two of them turned the innings around. Adil eventually, he was out for 41, and Nawaz for a great 73, and they were the main contributors to PACC, reaching 220 all out in the 48th over. Now, Bushy, you told me exclusively last week on the podcast, that Isan Khan was playing. So I don't know where you got that mail from, but uh, whoever it is, sack them and don't listen to them again. It was dodgy, but imagine if he did play. Yeah, but he didn't. I mean, we're not living in an imaginary world, okay? We're living in the real world. What happened when LSW went out there? Well, yeah, Isan missing, so they got through to that total. Then Rajab Hussain got LSW underway well with a 45 off just 34. But the top order crumbled around him. Little Saiwan was 7 for 89. Harris Muhammad chipped in with a good 35, not out. But LSW were all out for 152. Nazrullah Rana, the 
Speeds turf for Hong Kong, China. The main destroyer, four for 35 off 10. Yeah, good to see Nurse Rallo going well with the ball there. We both tipped PACC in that one, unsurprisingly. Up the hill, we saw HKCC go up against KCC, where I tipped HKCC, actually, in this one. Bushy was with Kowloon Cricket Club. Bushy, you were up there commentating this one, and uh, you saw Hong Kong Cricket Club bat first. A few starts, Martin, 20-odd. Archie, 30-odd. Nazakat failed with the one. Nina, 29. Rakapur, 20. No one went on with it. Yeah, they won the toss. They elected to bat. They'd seen the pitch from the day before. It was the same pitch they played in on Saturday, which we'll talk about later on. They just couldn't get it going. And in the end, it was Luke Jones wagging the tail with a 43 until he was run out. And 218 on the board. Now, at the time, 218, I thought, okay, that's not a bad score. Perhaps they could defend it. But then, all of a sudden, KCC came out. Well, I just want to mention the spinners. The spinners bowled really well for Cowan Cricket Club, right? Yes, they, they really did. did. And they really pinned them down and uh, really put them in the game. They got off to a bit of a flyer and it really dragged back. And no one could kick on. And on that, you can see, if you look at the scorecard, Daniel Bakari and Dan Pascoe only got a wicket each. But their 17 overs were completely, totally invaluable to KCC. Yeah. They just absolutely locked the game down. And at the other end, Wakas Baka was taking wickets. He top, took the most, three for 27. And the speedsters were good as well. Matik Iqbal, always amazing in Premier League and getting that big wicket of Nazaka Khan LBW early. But then the batting came out and look, Mo Khan got a 50. Shouldn't have got a 50. He was uh, dropped. I believe it's on 10, you were telling Yeah, it was me. on 10. Um, dropped. Second slip by Antrim and Rath. It wasn't a tough take. That's what the second slip's there for. No, it absolutely just ballooned to him. I think it came too slowly for him, actually. He went across to his right, but that was costly. They lost their first week on 73, which was sunny, but uh, Mo should have been gone a lot earlier. He went and got it a half century. Bubba and Jamie just chipped in with teens, 18 and 15. Azaz Khan only got 15, and at that point, you know, they were in a bit of trouble there at five for 131, and then... Well, you mentioned Bakari before. He was joined by Carter, our guest from last week's My Story, and uh, they put on a wonderful partnership. Yep. Chased it down. Well, I mean, they did it easy because there was no pressure on. They took their time, got through to the mid-40s. I think it was about the 44th over in the end and got the win. That's back-to-back for KCC Premier after the two-day game win. Yeah, it's good to see Bakari getting runs and Carter mentioned last week on My Story. He still has hopes of being considered for Hong Kong selection. He's only played the one game. He's played the second game, 34 knots. So good start. What's the table, Bushy, now in the Premier League one day? PACC there on top, Bushy. Yeah, played two, one, two. You expect that. They're playing out at Mission Road. Haven't tackled anyone too difficult yet. Hong Kong Cricket Club played two, one and one after that loss. KCC Premier, that was their first game of the one-day series. So they're locked on two. And then United Services played one, lost one. And Diaskwa Little So won, missing Esan Khan because he's not playing and injured. Have played two, lost two at the bottom. No Sunday League cricket, Div 1 or Div 2 with Premier League being on. So let's get straight through to Saturday Division 1 where the Tartars went up against the Punjab Lions and both of us tipped the Tartars in this one where the Tartars batted first and they actually got themselves into a world of trouble at 7 for 91 but then Niaz Ali came to the rescue with his top score of 50 and they managed to get to 129 all out which honestly shouldn't be enough but at least they had something to bowl at. I was at Mission Road for the earlier game of the under 15s and I saw the wicket fall in the first over and went, ooh, mm. we picked the Tartars. And you remember last week you said you picked the Tartars with no confidence at all and like the Punjab Lions. But anyway, the man that did it with the bat then went on to do it with the ball as well. Seven for 23 off seven overs. Only line batters into double figures. For just two of them, I think, into double figures. That was all. Yeah, four ducks and Punjab all out for 80. Absolutely smashed. So Tata's being in a world of hurt at 7 for 91. Had a very easy victory. Good on them. Nomad's Crusaders was up the hill at the same time. I tipped the Crusaders, which was the upset, of course, if it came off. And Bushy tipped the Nomads, unsurprisingly. And this turned out to actually be a very good game. Nomads batted first. And they were cruising. Absolutely cruising at none for 68. Then they were four for 69, five for 75, and seven for 91. 
and the Crusaders were well and truly on top at that point. Toby Brown came in at number nine, and he had to run a ball 44, and the Nomads were right back in it. And they finished eight for 154, probably with a momentum in their favour. You can always tell when Bodder starts gloating in the first line about who tipped what, what the result might be. But we'll go through it anyway. Crusaders were three for 56, and this could have been a totally different outcome if the Nomads had held their catches. Nomads, hold your catches. They didn't. Samad Khan was dropped at least three times on his way to 72, not out. With Roy Lamsam's 30, they put on a 100-run partnership to steer the Crusaders to their first win of the year. Yeah, it was their first win of the year and a good one for them. Uh, could have gone the other way, as you said, with the drop catches on Samar. That turned out costly for the Nomads. They're still right up at the top of the table. Nomad will, Nomads will cover the table shortly. Let's go across to Lama versus Charlie Bears, which was up at PKVR Park, finishing the night time. It was a late start. Saw Lama bat first, and Heathcote's top score of 82 took Lama to 9 for 188. Heathcote's just seems to be in the summary every time Lama play. Yep, Lama looking good. They held the Charlie Bears comfortably to nine for 156 after uh, 50 not out from Patanda, the only highlight. Uh, who'd you pick there, boss? Yeah, I was on the Charlie Bears in that one. I remember last week I said I'm on Lama because I'm off Charlie Bears and you said you're on the Charlie Bears. Yeah, that's correct. We'll that's see if exactly that changes. what I did say. Let's go to the batting leaderboard. Absolutely no changes from last week. Vashishta from the Otters, he's top with 269 at 67 and a bit. Samad Khan second. He's only one run behind, isn't now? He's 268 at 53.6. And Justin Heathcote, he's up to third with 213 at 42. On the bowling side, and he has Ali with a bullet. After his seven wickets this weekend, he tops up with 12. Shelton Jada Cruz, he's now second with 11. And the Sky Warriors pair of Harris Muhammad, Devendra Singh, are joined by Mustafa Iqbal, actually, from the Tartars. They've all got 10 each. What's the table looking like, Bushy? Yeah, it's not hard to get to the top of the ladder if you get a seven for. And also, I talked to Shelton over the weekend. He was umpiring, and he does agree he's having a pretty good season. Anyway, let's look at the table. At the top, it's the KCC Tartars, played six, and they're on nine points. Very close behind the Gap Ramblers, also played six and eight points. And then a ton of teams on seven points. USRC Lions, HKCC Nomads, Lama Cricket Club, Little Sowan Sky Warriors, and the Yotters on four points. Two teams, Charlie Bears and the KCC Crusaders after that upset on three points. Two teams, the Punjab Lions and the PACC Rising Stars. And at the bottom in the relegation zone, it is CCC Jingsung. Yeah, what you don't see from that table is just really how well the Lions are placed. I know I said it last week, they've only played the four games. They're on seven points, two points behind the Tartars. They're really well placed. And Bushy, we've, uh, we've, got, we've gone with technology this week. We're really analysing Saturday Division 1. And going forward into the rest of the season, we've now got a table that shows the wins, the losses, and the strength of who other teams are playing, and the Lions. We might actually even post this on Instagram so all the fans of Division 1 can have a look at it. What you really see there is the Lions have got the softer draw compared to some of the others at the top, and the disastrous draw of Craig and Gower, Jing Sung have got. They've got to play the top four teams still for the rest of the year. And we should clarify, because there's two Lions in this uh, competition. We're talking USRC Lions. Of course we're talking not, USRC not Lions. Not the Punjab Lions. No, not the Punjab. Yep. And it's a, good, it's a brilliant little table. It's so colourful. It's got green, reds, some browns. We might actually blacks. put up an Insta for the fans because Punjab Lions, you can see they're actually right down the bottom, but they're not that badly placed because they've already played the top four teams. They've played Tartars, Ramblers, Lions, Nomads. They've lost against them, but the rest of their season is against the lower-ranked teams. So with relegation on the line, Jing Sung, I'll call it now. Jing Sung are gone. They're gone. They're playing Division 2 next season for mine. Yep. No doubt at all. I agree. And if the Nomads, I mean, they've played the top four already, the top five if you count themselves. So they've just got middle to yeah. bottom table. They're looking really good, really well set. Tata still have three of the top four to play. So they're going to have to grind there to, to get up the top. And like, yeah, like you said, with CCC Jing Sung, they've got everybody in the top four to play. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot to play out there. We might post that so everyone can have a look what we're talking about. Saturday Division 2, HKU versus the Saracens out at Gin Drinkers Bay. Both of us were on HKU here. And the Saracens batted first, and they were in trouble at 3 for 26. Then Daswani, the run scorer from the previous match, was dismissed, and it was 4 for 47, and they were in all sorts of trouble. Well, then the cavalry arrived. Arthur Choi, 43. Malhavora, 38 off just 21. And Hasnan Kiani, 112 
of just 61 with 10 fours and seven sixes. And these three in combination led the Saracens to five for 244 after 35, a massive total. Yep, you didn't think that Saracens could possibly lose this one. Uh, but anyway, well, we both picked HKU, but at that point, five for 244 after 35 with Hasnan's 112. Anyway, in steps HKU's Ashwin Dakani and uh, batting at number three, top scores with a 75 not out. And then second on the list for top scorers, extras. Sorry? Extras, second top score of 70. Extras got 70. 70. 7 0. Yes. Oh, dear. And then Hemlani, next highest batter with 37, and HKU run the total down in the second last over, finishing on seven for 245. Another very tough day for the Saracens bowlers, with none of them really being able to find their radar. And look, if there was a point on offer each week for a noble loss, the Saracens would be right up at the top of the table. Yeah, correct. Exactly, exactly. They'll continue to improve. They will. They'll continue to improve as the season goes on. Let's go to the batting leaderboard. It's actually all unchanged. Chris Ryan, Kaitak stays top, 308, averaging over 100, 102. Hasnan Kiani, oh, actually, there was change. He's into second now with 264, just over 52. Yaksan Rajan from HKU, he is third with 254 at 50. Bowling leaderboard, Asada Shfak from the Lancers. He still leads with 17. Gap has closed those. Saranga, he's up from the leaders. He's up to 14. And Pathos Rasathi, he's on 13. What's the table here, Bushy? Right, right on top, it's the HKU. They played seven. And sitting pretty, the Lancers in second. They've both got five wins, but uh, HKU in charge with a better net run rate. Then we've got the Witherers and the Leaders, followed by the Thunder, Tigers, Kaitak, Surias, Centaurs, Laguna Gully. They're down the bottom. The Luckless, KCC, Saracens, and at the bottom, CCC, Hung C. Yeah, you've got leaders and thunder there on eight points each with the USRC Tigers and Kaitak on seven. I think that's where it stops as far as promotion is concerned now. I think Sirius, Centaurs, Laguna, Saracens, and Hung C can forget about promotion. They're on Sirius of four points. Everyone else is three or two. I think that's starting to sort itself out with HKU, obviously, very well placed. But being chased down by the Lancers, that's it for this week's Outs and Ins. We'll be back in 2024. <laughs> It's time for ins and outs with all the weekend senior games covered. Here's Botters. Episode 16 of Ins and Outs, the last one for 2023. There are a couple of games actually after this weekend, just before Christmas, and of course the big two-day game as well, Bushy on Christmas Day, Boxing Day, LSWPACC. We'll be covering them in Outs and Ins later. Let's go to this week's Ins and Outs. We'll kick it off with Premier League. This Sunday, where LSW go up against USRC at Mission Road on Sunday. Bushy, who do you like? Well, even if I wasn't going to pick them, we are down at United Services Recreation Club this week for the podcast. And I'm always keeping my eyes out in case Emmy comes around the corner and gives me a stern talking to. Uh, I will go with USRC. Yeah, they'll win that one. I agree with you, my friend. Uh, Kowloon Cricket Club against Pakistan Association at Kowloon Cricket Club this Sunday. This, very tough. I reckon this decides who finishes top on the table. I will go with KCC. Yeah, they will win that at home. I have no doubt about that. Sunday Division 2, the Dragons versus the Wanderers at Hong Kong Cricket Club on Sunday. Well, that's interesting. Um, but Wanderers. Yeah, they win. I'm, I'm, Jason, I have no doubt. we gave him a shout-out in the uh, beginning, in the intro, but... He needs some help around him to get that first win, big win for the Dragons and against the Wanderer, too tough. Yeah, I think it is a little bit bridge too far for them. Uh, Saturday, Division 1, the Charlie Bears versus the USRC Lions. Well, after last week where you said you're on the Charlie Bears now, I'm assuming you've picked the Charlie Bears, but I will be going the Lions. Yeah, I'm 100% off the Charlie Bears this week. <laughs> I'm with the USRC Lions. I've said it all the way through the season. They're my dark horse. They've only played the four games. They're just off the lead. They're well-placed for a grand final. They will beat the Charlie Bears. Also in Saturday Division 1 down at Kowloon Cricket Club, Lama visit. They played the Crusaders. Now, I want to hear your tip on this one before I give you mine. Well, this is a... Absolute danger game for the Crusaders, having gone up the hill and 
got the upset last week against the Nomads, the ones they're not expected to win, which is the ones, as I suggested, the Crusaders do. It's a real danger game for them. Uh, I'm going to tip them. I think they'll win, but it wouldn't surprise me if Lama get up. I'm going with Lama. Yeah, you're going to go with Lama. Yeah, all right. You'll be wrong, but fair enough. Yeah, you said that a lot last week, and I was right. But yeah, anyway, carry on. on. That one you weren't. Anyway, Thunder, LSW Thunder, HKCC Witherers. This is on Saturday. This is in Division 2 up at Hong Kong Cricket Club. Yeah, home ground, Witherers. Yeah, they won't be beaten there. Uh, India Club Shuraz versus Hung Si out at Cam Tin. India Club. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, USRC Tigers, Laguna Gully out at GDB. I'm having a big USRC day, so I will go with the Tigers. I am exactly the same. A little bit boring. Kai Tak versus the Lancers out of PKVR Park. Now, I will be going with the Lancers on that one. Lancers will not be beaten there. They're right up the top of the table. There's a few games, as you can see, with Bushy and I. We're all aligned, but there's a couple there where we're against, like in that uh, Crusaders game. It's a really important game, that, for the Crusaders, as far as the rest of the season, staying out of relegation is concerned. Big Premier League games coming up. Really looking forward to both of them, actually. LSW versus USRC and KCC versus PACC. Now, speaking of that KCC versus PACC Premier League game, it's going to be broadcast by Cricket Hong Kong Live on their Facebook and Inter India on Fancode. And our brand-new commentator will be in charge down there, as I will be on a plane at the time. It will be Malhal Vora. I was absolutely stoked when I found out that Mulhar was taking the reins behind the uh, behind the microphone for the weekend. He joined us out there for the two-day game, did a stint with us for an, for an hour or so, a couple of hours it might have been in the end, and uh, he's going to take lead comms on, on, on the weekend, which is fantastic. Mulhar, we know you listen. Good luck, my friend. Well, We know you do well. Well, he is the captain of the Saracens and told us he doesn't listen, but he will do well. And hopefully, maybe he can have a Saracens win and a great comms on the weekend. Good luck to you, Malha. And uh, we'll catch you in the new year with a new commentator. He can join me one time. That is it for ins and outs for 2023. It's time for My Story, where the elites of cricket in Hong Kong tell us their story. All right, My Story this week, and we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Sahal Melvin Carr from the Hong Kong Cricket Club. Sahal, welcome. Thank you very much. Now, you've probably listened to a couple of the My Stories. I don't know if you have or not, but what we like to do is we like to hear your story, as the name suggests. So tell us... Where did you first fall in love with cricket? Where did cricket start for Sahal? Oh, that's started with the with my dad in the back garden when I was probably five or six years old. Whereabouts? Back garden where? Back, back garden in Birmingham yeah. in the UK. Yeah. So played with my dad in the back garden and joined my local club. From there, started playing for, for my county, Warwickshire. Hang on, hang on, slow down. What was, oh, the, okay. what, what was the name of the local club? Uh, Aston Manor. What, you're six, seven years old when you started six, with them? Exactly, six, seven. Started playing under 10 cricket for Aston Manor. So what's the, hang on, just, what's Aston Manor? We've got Aston Villa and we've got Aston Manor so, all around Birmingham. What's the Aston? Yeah, so the Aston Manor and Aston Villa are probably about 15 minutes apart. Okay. Uh, I, I used to live about five minutes away from Aston Villa. Does that, so make, does that make you a Villa supporter? Unfortunately not, no. I'm an Arsenal fan. Oh, oh! I used to be an Arsenal fan as well until Ange Postacoglu took over at Tottenham and now I've been watching them. So, oh, no, yeah. that's a... Sacri- think, sacrilege, right? I think so. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting one uh, to go from Arsenal to, to Tottenham. I've got a question. Yeah. Which one was bigger, the Manor or the Villa? The Villa by a long way. I could, when Villa used to score a goal, I could actually hear it from my from my house. So, really? Manor, so Manor plays soccer as well? No, so Aston Manor are yeah. just a cricket I'm, I'm literally talking about the building. So, Mr. Aston, I'm assuming, had a Manor and a Villa. Once upon a time, that would have been the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just wondering which one was bigger. I don't know whatever, if a Manor or a Villa is bigger. But anyway, we, we digress. So, cricket for Aston Manor as a, as a young guy, single digits, under yeah. 10s, yeah. And what were you like as a young bloke playing? Were you handy? Um well, I grew up playing with my dad in the back garden, so I could I could bat a little bit, bowl a little bit. But then once I joined the local club, that's where my love for cricket potentially started, and and that's where it kind of just uh, 
just blew up from there really. So what about the young age like representative levels in yeah. county cricket? When did you first break into that sort of scene? Yeah, so county cricket, I went for trials at the age of nine for the under 10s. Right. And then played for Warwickshire under 10s through to the under 17s. And I did that for, for, for seven or eight years and then moved to Staffordshire right. to play in their senior setup. So can you drop any names? That you played with around in those oh, in those games. To be fair, one of the one of the coaches at HKCC, Luke, he he was actually a few years older than me, and he grew up at Warwickshire too. So uh, when obviously we've we've been talking about it of, uh, in the office, and we've just been talking about a few of the few of the coaches, few of the memories that we've had uh, well, at Edgebaston. So it's uh, so it's been a good way to settle into Hong Kong too. So. Uh, it's been a good one. Edgebaston is one of the greatest places in the world oh, to watch cricket. Hundred percent and. Growing up through through Warwickshire, we were allowed to, you know, go out with the players and and go and train on the ground sometimes. So it was always a good experience to, to play there. Fantastic. So Warwickshire under 17s. I mean, that's a very high level of cricket globally, yeah, yeah. right? If you're in that setup, and then you made the move across to Staffordshire to, to play seniors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when when I finished under 17s at Warwickshire, I had the kind of option to to go to the under 19s or go and play senior cricket at Staffordshire. So for me, I thought that that was probably the best best route for for myself and go and prove myself in adult cricket, and that's that's the switch I made and and I've been playing there for for four or five years now. And how's that going? Oh, good, good, yeah. enjoying it, enjoying it, playing some fifty over cricket, T twenty cricket, three day cricket, which is which is unbelievable playing playing three day cricket, especially uh, especially coming over in. I'm just pulling it up. A, a former guest of our my story, Imran Reef from USRC where we're recording. He's got some stats playing for Staffordshire as well, right? Oh, okay. Did you didn't know him there? I don't think so. He's a fair bit. He's not the, I'm not going to say he's a fair bit older because he'll get cranky at me, but he's but a little he, bit older. But he is. I'm not saying anything. He could be lurking around the corner as we speak. <laughs> so, three-day cricket at um, Staffordshire. We obviously don't get a lot of uh, two-day cricket here. We get one game a year, actually. Yeah. How do you find the... What benefits do you get from the three-day game versus just playing the 50-over cricket all the time? It, I think for the main thing for me, obviously, it's 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 a physical test, but at the same time, playing three-day cricket, we we didn't just play three-day cricket in in the adults, in the seniors at Staffordshire, but we also played it in the under-17s at Warwickshire. So it's because we started so young, it's it's more of a mental thing. To you play one day, you're back the back the next day, your your body's feeling tired, but most 100% I can I can say that you're mentally feeling feeling way worse so just getting used to that for the first few games is is quite difficult but then after that you just kind of settle down and then and then you learn to perform at your best and then kind of take breaks throughout the day where where you can have a little rest and things like that really. so when you come back into 50 over cricket that obviously helps your concentration your technique is that what I, you're saying I, I think so yeah I think uh, it is a Model, modern game 50 over cricket is totally different to, to red ball cricket yeah. but but it does definitely help I think playing playing three day cricket does definitely help the 50 over game but they're two two separate things and, and you've got to be a, a little bit more intense in the in the 50 over stuff I, can, I think yeah so alright Staffordshire been there three or four seasons whatever it is yeah exactly how do you find your way to Hong Kong I believe it or not it's one of my friends was actually teaching English in, in Hong Kong and he pretty much said, you've got to visit this part of the world. I've always wanted to play cricket abroad for, like the season finished in September and I thought it's, it's time to go and play cricket outside of, outside of the UK. So I reached out to a few clubs, not just in Hong Kong, but other countries surrounding Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, sort of in and around this this part of the so, world. So you were proactively wanted to it, do it for you know, life yeah, experience, it, cricket experience. It, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and ended up HKCC needed needed a coach at the time. I've been coaching since I was probably eighteen years old on a part time basis alongside my uni studies. So that's how I kind of got over here, and and I've been here for for seven or eight, seven or eight weeks now, settling in uh, settling in quite well. Oh, well, that's fantastic that it came off with HKCC. It could have easily have just been a Singapore or Malaysia club. Yeah, 100%. I've, I reached out to to, a f to quite a few different clubs and and the one that just kind of went through with it was HKCC. So it was kind of just 
meant meant to be, I think. So Luke Jones had nothing to do with you going to be a coach there. It just happened and circumstance. It, yeah, it was just by chance that when I, when I came over, it was Luke. When we were speaking, Luke played for Warwickshire at the time, and and then we kind of just spoke from there. But but no, I reached out to the club myself, and and that's how the opportunity came about. All right, so you step off the plane into Hong Kong into a job at yep. uh, HKCC coaching. Tell us your experience so far, not just at the cricket, but of Hong Kong. The the two sides. Well, I'll start off with the cricket, yeah. but I think I've been lucky enough to to see cricket in Hong Kong from the from the very bottom grassroots level all the way to the to the very top. Starting off with the un, the gappers at HKCC, going into local schools, going through the under under 11s, under 13s, under 15s, women's and girls, and then also training myself with the adults, the the Premier team with with all the national team players. So. What I found from Hong Kong is there's there's a massive amount of talent from all the way from grassroots all the way to the to the very top, and I think I'm quite lucky to have seen that because going into different schools and things like that, who've people who've never even heard of cricket picked up a bat or picked up a ball and and they're just kind of hitting the ball bowling with a straight arm. So so there's a lot of talent in Hong Kong, and I think I think if if things are going the right way. There'll be uh, there'll be a there'll be a massive improvement in, in in Hong Kong cricket definitely. So you said you wanted to move out and go see the world. How long is the plan to be say based in Asia? I've, it, I'm definitely here for the next six months until April or May, and then after that it's kind of God God's plan and and see what happens from there. What's your personal? I mean, are you looking to to play representative cricket at a higher level, or what? What's the plan for me as a cricketer, as a as a player? It's to be. I came with the intention of being the best possible player that I can be, and also be the best possible coach that I can be. So, I'm here for definitely here for six months, and here to improve as a player and as a coach. After that, it's it's whatever happens, and and I haven't kind of looked that far yet. As a as a city, Hong Kong, I'm I'm loving it, enjoying it massively. So, so I'm more than open to to whatever's to come. Well, you've made quite an impact to start with. Well, I was about to say, you want to talk about you want to improve yourself as a cricketer. You're going to have to do a hell of a lot to improve off your start because you've just hit the ground running unbelievably. I mean, playing right. for the Optimus and for the Nomads and Sunday and Saturday League and uh, yeah. a couple of centuries on the board already. B- believe it or not, it probably wasn't the best start for myself because we as part of the opties we my first game was against dlsw we bowled first and captain told me to to warm up i was bowling first change i'm a i'm i'm a batter but also bowl a little bit of seam too i've come on to both three balls in i've i've done my side side strain so oh, really uh, so after three balls the captain i've told the captain listen i know it's my first game but i, I can't bowl so it wasn't the best of starts for myself but then uh We've ended up being 23 for four in in the in the chase, chasing 120 something. So, after I got my chance to to bat and and showed the captain that you know I'm that was the 57 not out. Yes, that yeah. was first game. Yeah, yeah game yeah, one. Yeah, averaging 169 for the optimist. I mean, the bowling sure you had to stop after three balls, but yeah, that yeah. kind of makes up for it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I, I always I always like like my batting, but obviously the 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 first sort of experience i had in hong kong was it was a little bit different but but now i'm uh massively enjoying it i'm yeah. just looking at the optimist stats for your batting so your average weighing 69 you've made 151 100 18 fours and nine sixes well just to add to that and i might get this a little bit wrong but i think from my recollection of the history of the optimist this year they basically hadn't won a game they might have won one game before sahel debuted for them and then it's just been win, win, win from there, and they put themselves back up to second. Because remember, earlier in the year we were saying they started off very slowly. So, so I, obviously, sorry, Mike. I, I think one thing that's helped me settle in and the, to to perform at at a good level, just coming into to a club straight away, is is the atmosphere that you're around. So, the the club and the lads in in the opties as a as a team have made it made it so easy for for me to settle down, and and I think that's kind of helped me perform at a a high level and and what i'm what are what my capability is but i think if 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 the lads weren't great or or it wasn't as welcoming then then anything could anything could have happened so so i'm so 
happy and grateful that that them lads welcomed me in. They they gave me the right you know platform to 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 perform at my best, and obviously that's where that's where good results always always do come as a team. I think that's a really great point in that culture of a team 100%. is so important. Exactly. For allow the opportunity for individuals to succeed. It's quite a unique game where it's a team sport played by individual exactly. performances yeah, and yeah. that culture drives everything. And if you haven't got the culture right, you just can't succeed. It doesn't matter how good you are. Really. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's uh, that's one of the most uh, grateful things um, since since I've since I've come here. That's brilliant. You know, you're basically two months in, if you can say that. Yep. That's a great yep. start, right? Yeah, 100%. great start. And we just all. focused on the optimist, but you're also playing for the Nomads. Also scoring centuries. Yeah, that's right. He's got hundreds everywhere, right? A lot of the a lot of the lads in the opties also play for the Nomads, yeah. which is obviously a, a good thing for myself. I commentated on the game where you played the Infidels down at uh, yeah. Cowling Cricket Club, and you were in a bit of trouble actually until uh, Shiv Matur and yourself took over. Yeah, you ended up top scoring 112 that day. You were effectively chanceless, is my recollection. You just batted superbly. Yeah, I think I think the partnership that that myself and Shiv had kind of we. We knew that it was going to be tricky to start with the with the pitch too, but once we got to twenty thirty, we knew that we were in, and and that's where we knew that we had to go big and and put a big partnership on the board. Obviously, we both got hundreds that day, which was a which was a bonus. But we were kind of focusing on on a really on tricky a, wicket. A, yeah, it, it was tricky just because the amount of turn that the spinners were getting, there was a little bit of pop off a good length and hitting us in the glove and stuff. But but once we once we were in, we knew that for a new batter to come in, it would have been very difficult so we knew that once once we were to 30 40 we knew that we had to we had to go big and bat most of the innings and that's exactly what you did yeah exactly and then i was very pleased we were down at premier league commentating the uh, kcc hkcc premier league and we were so stoked to see that you were uh, named to make your premier league debut uh-huh. um looked at the team sheet and there it is uh, melvin car premier heard the league, story? Premier uh, league have, debut yeah. and uh really happy to see that and we announced it and uh and then um and then Rag Kapoor came out to bat. And yeah. It didn't look like you, and it wasn't. It was Rag. It was interesting. And you were up the hill scoring another century. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard what happened at KCC. But, but in terms of in terms of getting into that Premier League squad, I, I, I was eager to play in that two day game just because the the runs that I scored and 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 the red ball cricket that that I played in the UK. But one thing for me is the amount of national team players in that HKCC team and, and the, the amount of previous national team players, the amount of players that are going to be playing for the national team in, in the next few years, it's it, it's kind of it doesn't I don't have the, the right to, to walk straight into that team. No. Nope. And and the amount of quality that's in that team it's it's nowhere it's, well, it's no issue for You myself. keep keep knocking up the hundreds, you'll be bashing down that door and they won't be able to help but pick 100%. you. 100%. That's, whenever I play, that's that's what I want to do is just, you know, score runs, take wickets and and then see what happens. But but the the opportunity to train with that Premier League team, like last Thursday I was batting against Ayush, um, Lala, uh, Adil yeah. and Haroon. Yeah. So, so that kind of experience of playing against those national team bowlers, Premier League bowlers... It was a fantastic experience. So, so that's another way that I can kind of improve as a player. Yeah. And and that would just put me in a better place when I hopefully do get my Premier League chance. And and playing in the nets with them guys is just uh, is is fantastic for for myself. Now you're out here. You're out here by yourself. Any partners or family? I'm heading to. What are you? What are your plans for Christmas? Are you in Hong Kong? You're going away? Or? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in Hong Kong. Yeah. I've travelled on my own, so I'm 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 okay. here staying at staying at the club. Yeah. So uh, not planning to go back to the UK because I've only just come two months ago. So uh, well, it's like 24 degrees and you're in a hoodie. So you've already adapted to Hong Kong. <laughs> I'm not sure you can go back now. You'll just freeze to death. <laughs> Last last week it was snowing in Birmingham, so uh, I'm not sure I want to go back for Christmas. <laughs> was your dad uh, a big cricket fan? Like you oh. said, you used to play in the backyard. Was he like uh, competitive cricket uh, or just uh, cricket he, nut like me? He he was cricket mad. He used to be a, a left arm seamer himself back in uh, back in his in his prime, and he used to play in the the London Premier League. He played in Birmingham too. He's He's probably obviously the one of the reasons that, that I'm here and, and I've played cricket all my life. So when I said that, you know, I want to I want to go abroad and try to play cricket in a, in another country and and work as a coach too. He he was he was all for it and said you should definitely do it and 
and go ahead with that. He's obviously always supported me, taking me to all the games from from the under tens all the way to 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 now. I'm 22 years old, so uh, he's he's been a massive part of my uh, cricket journey. I think. And Christmas is coming up. You said you're not going back, and you also told us before we started recording you haven't told him that you're going on the podcast uh-huh. yet. So uh, Salha's dad in Birmingham is going to get a bit of a Chrissy shock when he turns on to the 8 for 52 podcast, and here's his son on there. Is Mr. Melvin Carr on Instagram? He is not. No, I think he's. Uh, I think he's too old. For Facebook? Too Any old. Facebook? I, I've got to. I've got to reach out to him. Man. We've got a boosted in Birmingham for sure. No, he's not. On, he's not on Facebook either. He's probably. Uh, I think it's just WhatsApp for him. He's still got a home phone number, I suppose. <laughs> he does. Yes. There you go. There he you doesn't go. want to hear from Bodders. Okay, <laughs> no. leave, the, leave the man alone. No, 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 no. All right. Well, big, still a big season coming in front. I mean, you know, probably halfway through-ish around yeah. that. Uh, nomads and Optimus. Yes. And, uh, nomads in line for potential title. It, that, I think being being part of both of them teams, I want to obviously help them get to that get to that final. Or I think it is the the top two that played play the final so, in yeah, both leagues. Yeah, and, and yes, it is with also the promotion on the line for your Optimus as exactly, well. Exactly. So. Yeah. So so that's obviously one of one of my aims to as as a as a player. That's one of my aims to to get the Optis obviously promoted or into that top two at least, and then see what happens in that. And try and get promoted. Obviously, the Nomads were in the Saturday Division One, so if we can get into that final and win that, win that Division One, that'd be that'd be a great start to to my experience. Is, your, is your contract up at HKC just the one season, or is it two seasons with an uh, option? Is it so, I'm I, my contract is for six months until yep. until April or May, yep. and then after that, obviously, yeah, whatever's whatever's meant to be. Uh, I'm quite open to, to to new opportunities or whatever, but but that's kind of God, God's plan, I think. Now, you talked earlier about how you bowled three deliveries for the Optimus and pulled your side. Yeah. How's that going along? Are you going to be able to bowl in the new year? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. It's it's getting better. I'm batting pain-free. So uh, So you so batted through those centuries with uh, the side strain pain? Uh, I, I wouldn't say all of them. The The first innings that I played against DLSW, the the first knock, I was I was in quite, quite a lot of pain playing with that. But after that, Batting-wise, it's it's kind of pain-free, but bowling-wise, there is still a little bit of pain. So hopefully, in the in the new year, I'll be okay. But as as long as I can bat, I, I'll be I'll be all right, and and the bowling can hopefully come along too. Sahal, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Really, you know, you've hit the ground running, as we said in Hong Kong. You've got your coaching going well. Yeah. Um, up upskilling yourself in coaching and sharing your knowledge, and then as well as the batting. And. We got you on the podcast because just so quickly into the season, we read through the game results each week as we do on the 8 for 52 podcast, and all of a sudden, boom, this name we've never seen before pops up. We tried to make sure we pronounced it correctly. Yeah. How are we doing with that? Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. I've okay. never... That's good because the first time I saw it, I panicked because I hadn't reread the script, and it's popped up there. I think it was one of the first centuries you got, and then it kept popping up, and it kept popping up, and I said to Bottas, we got to find this guy. Who is this Absolutely. guy? Absolutely. So just in closing, just a little piece of life advice. I'd never be silly enough to give you cricket advice. But uh, I've seen many people come to Hong Kong for six months and stay for 10 years. So just watch out. Uh-huh. Let's, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So absolute you. pleasure to have you on, mate. Thanks and for having me on. Very Thanks. good Thanks luck for, for the invite. All, all the best for the rest of the season. Yeah? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And now, it's time for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you... Oh, wrong song. Wrong song. Happy birthday to you, Bushy. Uh, It is time for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. And, oh, my goodness, it's a bonanza this week because we've got to get through a month's worth until we're back. Are you ready? I was born ready for Uh, Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. Okay, we have to do one that wasn't in last week's because it wasn't in the spreadsheet, but I found out on Facebook Another database issue. It's in the spreadsheet now. KCC stalwart and former Hong Kong cricket player Afzal Haider had a birthday on the 12th, turning 52. Oh, that's fantastic. Afzal, I saw on his Facebook, he's travelling for his birthday, I think. Is he not? He is. He's off to Pakistan. Beautiful. Montgomery's. Sports still open. Someone will be in there. One would hope so. Stuff. I've already got my gear. So Happy birthday, Afzal. Okay. And then we jump forward to the 21st of December, turning 22, Adik Gorawara from HKCC. Oh, fantastic. The young man. I mean, did his studies in the 
US and happy birthday to Addit. Now we got three on Boxing Day. Firstly, from KCC, took seven for this last weekend. Niaz Ali, turning 31. Oh, fantastic. Happy birthday, Niaz, from Botters. And also, speaking of KCC, there's some twins having a birthday on Boxing Day. Twins? Could you imagine who they might be? Fantastic. No, I can't. You share it with me. Okay. Shiroi and Shiraz Vasha having a birthday, turning 59 on Boxing Day. Boxing Day boys sharing their birthday with Niaz Ali, Shiroi and Shiraz. Happy birthday from Botters. And then on the 27th, the man that's injured... Was supposed to be playing last weekend for Little Saiwan, but wasn't. Esan Khan. Esan Khan, happy birthday. He's turning 39. Then, on the 28th, yeah. Elliot Scrivener. There's a hell of a lot of birthdays around Christmas time. Yeah. Well, you count back nine months and figure out what happened. Yeah, I, don't yeah, exactly. sure. I don't know what's going on. We haven't on. even got into the new Cricket year yet. Cricket mums and dads nine months before Christmas Day. Elliot Scrivener will be turning 41 on the 28th. Also on the 28th is Farouk Saeed from KCC, Mr. Blue Shoes. Blue Shoes, Blue Shoes. Yeah. They're gone. I haven't seen Blue Shoes for a while, actually, and I don't know where he's gone. Elliot Scrivener, happy birthday from Botters. Farouk to turning 54. Also on the 28th, from down here at USRC, it's my man Gaz. Ah, oh, Gaz. Gazanva Muhammad. Beautiful he's turning 29. Also on the 28th, so many birthdays on the 28th, Madassa Khan from PACC will be turning 19. Oh, fantastic. Still a young man. Bowl so quick. Fantastic. Now, also having a birthday, New Year's Eve. It will be from HKCC, Adil Mahmood. Adil Mahmood. So every year his birthday's on New Year's Eve, so his party clashes with the New Year's Eve party. He gets fireworks every year for uh, his birthday. Well, that's very special for Adil Happy birthday from Botters. Then we'll move into the new year. For 2024. Yes, on January 5. A man that was on the podcast earlier, Bubba Hyatt, will be turning 32. Big Bad Bubba is turning 32 on January 5. Shares a birthday with Botters' sister. Oh, isn't that nice to There you go. So I can always always remember Bubba's birthday now. Bubba's birthday is Botters' sister. Sister. Okay, easy. Uh, also having a birthday on the 7th of January, the captain last weekend, replacing his brother up at HKCC, Ninad Shah, turning 27. Happy birthday, Ninad. And then on the 11th, Sohab Ahmed from USRC, he'll be turning 28. And the final birthday on the 12th, before we come back, Mama Khan, Mo Khan from KCC. Pocket Rocket. Yes. Got a 50 last week. Then in the new year, he's, he's going to have a birthday. Not, he's not 50, though, is he? Oh, he's not. I believe he's 29 next oh, year. Happy birthday, Mo. All the best for the, the festive season. And your birthday coming up. Absolutely fantastic. We got a, how, how many more we got, Bushy? That's it. I, I normally go and wish everybody that's having a birthday this week a birthday, but the list was so long I've already forgotten how many birthdays we've already gone through. So everybody, we just wished happy birthday for the next... Three and four weeks. Happy birthday from the 8 for 52 podcast. And that is Bushy's birthday bonanza done for 2023. Hi, I'm Nizakat Khan, captain of Hong Kong men's team. And you're listening to the 8 for 52 broadcast with Waters and Bushy. Oh, my saddest time of the week. But now it's my saddest time of the year. Because this is it. This is the last episode. It's episode 16, but it's the last one for 2023 until we're back in 2024, Bushy. We're definitely doing episode 17. Well, definitely episode 17. So, it's coming. It's so, coming. So, it's not that much sadness. No, but we're going to go on holidays. Everyone deserves a break. I agree. Yeah, and we're going to get a break. And what a good episode we had, though, to finish off the year with my story with Sahal Malvin Carr. It was wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. That that Birmingham accent. Love it. Yeah, it was beautiful. But, I mean, he was he's won my story and it's a special one, but we've had plenty of them throughout the year. Yeah, well, just the first 16 episodes. I'll, I'll run through the big names of Hong Kong cricket that we've had so far. We started with the captain of Hong Kong, China, Nazaka Khan. Great interview. So glad that he took the chance. He didn't know anything about our new podcast and decided to come on. Yeah, we invited the captain on, and all credit to him, he came on, and it was a great interview. Thank you, Nazaka. And we'll probably have him back on in the new year when we get into that uh, Sky Plaza Road, but we'll, we'll probably do him as a Sky Plaza Road, not a My Story, as they go on tour again. Yeah, and plenty of players from Hong Kong, China, appeared this year already. Number two, the episode two, was Azaz Khan. Love having Azaz on. 
very, very nice gentleman. Absolutely wonderful gentleman. And then episode three, Michael Vaughan. Oh, no. I mean... Just ridiculous, talk, right? Talk, talk about we've only been doing it for like two weeks. Oh, let's get Michael Vaughan. Yeah. Uh, you know, he oh. comes on the 8 for 52 podcast. And how good was he? Uh, he was lovely. How good was everyone? Antrim Rath, Jamie Atkinson, Martin Kutsia. Then we got the coach of Hong Kong, China, Simon Willis on. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to have Simon on. We had him on a couple of times. And speaking of USRC, where we're recording tonight, our first interview down here, Imran Arif, that was a great chat. It was a detailed chat. It was excellent. Yeah, got two episodes yeah, out of it. In fact, we had to do the full interview in a different episode and then we went up uh, to ccc i went and did an interview with jason loy from uh, chk dragon the run machine and then also the all-stars and the internationals for the women's were on so we got the hong kong china women's captain on carrie chan yeah great chat that was with carrie and then baba hyatt we loved having baba right he was a little nervous but once we have a chat baba's a great bloke no, it was a fantastic interview with Barbara, and he gave some great insights to juniors about preparation and how to go about it on the field as well. It's, um, we'll probably have him back on in 2024 as well, I'd say. On that same episode, you decided to go off to Cricket Hong Kong, so the next interview had to be the boss from Cricket Hong Kong. Ravi came on. And- yeah, that wasn't a my story. That was a chat, and that was fantastic. That was really good of Cricket Hong Kong to come on and, uh, and have that debate. Which will continue, which is fantastic. And Chris Carter last week and this week, Sahal Malvankar. We're just getting great guests on the 8 for 52 podcast, Bottas. Yeah, it really is wonderful. And thank you to all those guests for giving up their time and coming on and sharing their stories and giving back to cricket in Hong Kong, which is what this podcast is all about, really. But we are coming to an end, unfortunately, coming to the end of 2023 as Bushy and Bottas go on holidays We'll be back in 2024, Bushy, bigger and better than ever. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to those who are celebrating. Bushy out for 2023. And so is Borders. Bye-bye. Hello. Good morning. The 8 for 52 theme song is The Coin Toss from the band The Duckworth Lewis Method. Find them on Apple iTunes and YouTube and download that song and all their other cricket-related music. The 8 for 52 podcast is edited, produced and published by Matt Botfield and Aaron Bush for Trip Ahead Limited. Copyright 2023.